brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Takes over, taking over. Let's make our confession. Here we go. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word, which produces faith and faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to go remain standing. Please go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, you might say, Bishop, why do we confess all of that every week and say it every week? Uh, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit, which means whatever I'm speaking is what I really believe. And so when my confession begins to line up with my actions, then I can see results. So please understand the reason we confess we are in our promised land is because for years the church has taught you almost there. You finna go there. Almost, in a little bit, in a couple more years. Hold on. Just wait a little bit longer. Terry, sweet by and by, all that. And so you're waiting to get somewhere you already are. Please understand. Please, please, please. I'm already preaching. Please understand. Please understand. The devil did. We always say the devil is a liar. Please understand. Not all the time. This is what you're talking about. He didn't lie to Eve. He said, Eve, for the Lord knows in the day you eat of it that you'll surely become like him. Read the end of the chapter. The Lord says she's become like us. But please understand, what he tempted her with was something she already had. But she accessed it through a way God put off limits. But please understand, whenever you are tempted, it is something you already have access to. The enemy just wants you to get it the way God said not to get it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand, he says to Eve, Eve, you're going to be like God. But Genesis 1.26 says, I am already in the Teshalem, in the image of God. In other words, he was trying to get her to get somewhere she already had apprehended. And that's your neighbor's problem. They're trying to get something they already got. All right, Second Corinthians three. Uh, where does it go? Eighteen, verse eighteen. Second Corinthians three, eighteen. Watch this. But we all. So who that? Us. Uh, with unveiled face, 
beholding as in a mirror, watch this, the glory of the Lord. Please understand, your whole life has been about God revealing his glory. Every hell and hellacious situation you've been through has been about God revealing his glory. Please, please understand. He says, we're being what? Transformed, my God, into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Please understand. You every day are being transformed into whatever it is you look at. All right. Go to Romans 16. Romans 16. Romans 16. Go to verse 25. When you haven't said, I got it. If you need a little time, say, hold on. There we go. Give you five seconds. Romans 16, 25. Watch this. Now unto him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Watch this. According to the what? Revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. But now, that manifestation, or that revelation rather, is being made what? Manifest. And by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. Look at your neighbor say, God is revealing himself to you. One more scripture, Revelation 1. Revelation 1. Revelation 1. And I want you to meditate on this all this week. I want you to meditate on this. I want you to get this in your spirit. Revelation 1, verse 1. When you have it, say amen. If you're in maps, you went too far. Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation of who? Which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he what? Saw. Go back up to verse 1. The revelation of who? In the verse 2. That he saw. Your neighbor's missing it. Verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ in the verse 2. That he saw. Please understand. Please understand. The reason that some of you have been dealing with things that have been very unique is because the revelation of God you had was stale. No, okay, let me, let me. Uh, you are still living off of the word you got five years ago. And God says, what I've been doing and the reason your life has been getting so uncomfortable is because I've been trying to reveal more of myself to you through the things that you're seeing going on in your life. Look at the neighbor say, you look like you're about to get a fresh revelation. Father, we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Holy Ghost, I loose you in this place. Do not let us feel comfortable in our seats even today. The Spirit of God is even stirring in the hearts of the people now. And we declare by faith that by the time we get out of here, we're going to get a fresh revelation. And we're going to look different when we come out. Because you are revealing your glory in our lives every day. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. High five somebody on your way down and say a fresh revelation. Hallelujah.
Please understand, we read the book of Revelation. Revelation was originally called, the book of Revelation was originally called the Apocalypse of John. You hear now, especially on lots of different circles and Christian television, a lot of talk about the Apocalypse. And they talk about the Apocalypse as as if it is the end. And please understand, Apocalypse does not mean the end. It means it looks like the end. Here's what it means. It is the revealing of something. Say Apocalypse means revelation. Please understand. In other words, God says, I will use stuff in your life that looks like it's all over to show you something. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. God says, I'll use trials and tribulation and what looks like the end of your life. I will use that to reveal something to you. Touch somebody and say, it's not over until God says it's over. Please understand, many times, and I said this, your revelation of Christ becomes stale. And so he needs to refresh your memory about who he is. And what he does is his goal is to show you a part of him that you've never seen before. Please understand, if you come to church and you can tell me everything I'm going to say, then something's wrong. If you could preach what I'm going to say to you for me, then something's wrong. Because God is constantly trying to reveal something fresh to you and reveal something new to you. Touch somebody say a fresh revelation. Please understand, in all of that, God is maturing you beyond childish things. Paul said it like this, when I was a child, I did things like a child. I complained, I made messes and wanted somebody else to clean them up. I talked about stuff I shouldn't have talked about. I cried and fell out on the floor and acted a fool. But I did that when I was a child. But my God, when I became a man, I had to learn how to put away childish stuff and mature. Touch somebody say mature. Which means that it is no longer acceptable for me to be a 15-year kindergartner. Tell somebody to say a fresh revelation. Uh, God is saying, the stuff I've got for you, I cannot give to immature people. Please understand, there is stuff that God has reserved for your life. The Bible says the steps of the righteous have been ordered, which means that before I take a step, he's already told me where to step. And if I misstep, the Bible says that he'll enlarge the place up under my foot to where even if I make a mistake, it still will keep me on track. But the problem is, is God says, God says, I cannot give grown folks stuff to kids. So God says, I've got to mature you. And the only way I can mature you is through making you go through some stuff. John, who wrote that, the revelation, the apocalypse of John, he wrote that while he was in exile on the Isle of Patmos. He'd been through hell. And it was only at that place that God says, now you're ready to see some more. Let me help you understand why some stuff's been going on in your life. God says, because when stuff was going good, you wasn't studying me. When your money was good, you'd get to church if you could make it. But I'll let you get in exile on the island of Patmos, and then you'll be ready to see a little bit more. Are you still here? He says, when I was a child, I did childish things. I act like a child. But when I became a man, I'm a tour. Go to Joshua 5. Joshua 5. I'm ready to preach this morning. Joshua chapter 5. Here we go. Joshua 5. Because please understand, I need you to understand why you're even here today. Please understand, 
Uh, it is not by coincidence. It is not by accident. Those watching online, it is not by accident that you are watching today. It is not by accident that you didn't have plans that got you out of the city today. Uh, this has been a setup from the very beginning. I need you to see something. Joshua chapter 5. Please understand. Say maturity. Uh, please understand. God uses trials as an opportunity to reveal. And he's really revealing two things. He's revealing what's in you and what's in him. So you can't know him as a healer unless you've been sick. You can't know him as a mind regulator until you didn't been almost. You can't really say with all surety he'll make a way out of nowhere until you were in a situation where it wasn't a way. You can't say he's good all the time until you understand that in all things he is still good, which means I give thanks in all things. Watch this, watch this, because I need you to understand that there is a difference now in what God is doing in the earth besides what he did yesterday. Say new day. Uh, Joshua chapter 5, go to verse 1. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over that their heart melted. In other words, their courage failed. Watch this. And there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. They had a great victory to the place to where their enemies lost their courage. See, there's some stuff you keep trying to beat and you just need to learn how to outlast. There are some enemies that the only time they're going to go away is when they get tired. So listen, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I just going and going and going. Watch this. And at that time, the Lord said to Joshua, watch this. Make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again a second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. Watch this. And this is the reason that Joshua circumcised them. Look at me. Circumcision today is the, he's talking about the circumcision of your heart. Here's what it means. He cuts away that stuff that's fleshy. He cuts away your bad attitude. He cuts away your gossip. He cuts away those relationships. God says, I need to circumcise you, but he says, let me tell you why. Because somebody say, why? All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. What was this? For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. There's some of you in here today that you keep thinking to yourself, why did I get dealt such a bad hand? And why is it that it seems like nothing ever just works out for me? And why is it, see, I'm not talking to anybody. And what I learned a long time ago, I played this game with some of my sons called Phase 10. What I learned a long time ago in the game was this, is that it was not about the hand I was dealt. It was how I played it. You missed what I just said. So now the text says this. The text says that all of the men of war and those that had came out of Egypt, they died. But now there's a people coming up in the wilderness. They're dealt a bad hand. And they heard about from mom and them how God was good but they ain't seen it yet in their own life 
So he says there's a generation now, which means what? Mindset. Somebody say mindset. He says now there's a people that have been brought up on the backside of the desert. And all they know is street. All they know is rough. All they know is dysfunction. All they know is drama. All they know is mess. So the way I've got to fix this, Joshua, is sharpen your knives. Verse 6. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness to all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which was sworn to us, their fathers, that he should give us. Watch this, a land flowing with milk and honey. What are you talking about? Promised land, Canaan. Then Joshua circumcised, watch this, their sons whom he raised up in their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Let me help your neighbor. There's some stuff that God was trying to get you to understand years ago. But you refused to take the circumcision. So God says, now you've gotten a little older, you've gotten a little bit more money in your pocket, you got a little bit of this, you got a little bit of prestige, you got a little money in the bank. And so he says, now I got to cut you. And because you wouldn't surrender your pride when you were 20, I got to take it from you now when you're 50. And it's going to hurt a little bit more over here because your foreskin has grown attached to you. You think I'm talking in tongues. He said you wouldn't learn when the man of God told you. So now I'll step in, but it's going to hurt a little bit more. But tell somebody to say it's good for you. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their place in the camp till they were what? Healed. Watch this, verse 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. But now wait a minute. These people had never been in Egypt. They had only been in the wilderness. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what he's doing. What God is doing in the earth today, tell somebody, say, what is he doing? There is a difference between the generation or mindset of Moses and the mindset of Joshua. Watch this. Moses was just trying to maintain the people. You, you missed it. Moses just preached about forgiveness, tithing, getting the house, getting the car. Moses was just trying to maintain the people. And it killed them. But Joshua comes in and says, as for me and my house. Which means I'm not going to let the body keep me from progressing. Moses was maintaining, but Joshua was advancing. And Joshua said, I will cut the mess out of you before I let you hold us back. And that's what God is doing in your life today. He says, I sharpen my knives. Because your revelation got stale. I'm not talking to anybody. And I'm not going to just let you maintain. Here's what he says. You know what maintain means? 
comfortable. He says, I'm not going to let you be comfortable. He says, because that's the reason why Moses' generation had to die. Look at somebody say, I'm part of the Joshua generation. That's the mindset. Please, please understand. Please understand. And that's the reason why some of you are here in this ministry. Because the word you were getting was enough to maintain you, but it was not enough to advance you. And that's why sometimes you don't even come because you know you're going to get advanced and you're going to get cut. But you better learn how to go through the process, man, because God is trying to mature you. He is not going to. When I was a child, I could handle milk, but my God, I need some meat. I need something of some substance. I need something that's going to mature me. I need somebody to get in my face and say, maybe it ain't the devil. Maybe it's. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I taught you about this in, uh, on, on uh, uh, only sons can take over. Say the process of maturity. Number one, God leads you by the hand. Just like a little baby. You don't send a little baby out into the world and say, you know, we talked about this. You hold them by the hand. Everywhere you go, they go. And when you get ready to cross the street, I don't go nowhere. But you don't have to worry about them listening to you because you've got control of them because you've got them by the hand. But that means you're still a baby. I'm trying to help your neighbor understand why it is that they have even seem like their relationship with God has been different. <laughs> the second thing is he leads you by his voice. Romans 8, 14. You ain't got to turn down. I'll tell you what it says. As many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, which means this. God says, I want you to graduate from where I got to hold you by the hand through everything to where I can just let you hear my voice. And you'll hear my voice and you'll obey. Why? Because you mastered me holding your hand. Which means that once you get to that level, I don't need you to be a super baby. I need you to go be a freshman at the next level. You're not hearing what I'm saying. There's a lot of saints that get, please understand, the Bible says you, some of you ought to be teaching now. Some, some of you have, should have matured now. But it said you're a super baby. And what I need you to do is to get comfortable enough being a freshman at a fresh level. So God says the second thing I want to do is lead you by my voice. But the third thing is when he trusts you with his nature, his likeness, or his image, his teshalam. Please understand, Adam's fall, say Adam's fall, uh, was a fall from his place of God's image. When Adam fell, what he fell from was an understanding of who he was. And that is the reason why it can be difficult for men to lead and hard for women to submit. Because what the fall was, the fall was that the man somehow thought his place was reversed. Does your neighbor say he's going somewhere? Does somebody else say he's going somewhere? And it's good for you. Go to 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. I'm about through. 2 Corinthians 3. Fresh revelation. Fresh revelation. I need something fresh. I need to see him new. Second yeah. Corinthians 3. I'm going fin to take you somewhere. We're going to go on a journey. You ready? Second Corinthians 3. Uh, go to verse 1. I want you to read it. Ready? Read. 
Stop. And we're going to do better on verse 2. <laughs> Ready? Read. You are. Stop. Paul says to the Corinthian church, he says, you're my letter. Let me help somebody understand something. The test you've been going through, that's your letter. That child that won't listen, that's your letter. Read verse 3. Ready, read. Stop. You are a living, walking, breathing letter. And that is the reason why everywhere you go, folk read you. And you keep wondering why everybody be looking at you and why everybody be getting in your business and why they don't say nothing about the other co-worker that does the same thing you did. Because they're not a letter. You are a living epistle. Which means everywhere I go, people are reading me to see, do I look like who I say I am? If I say and I name the name of Christ, do I look like him? Do I act like him? Because I'm a walking letter. Now watch this. We started that we're being transformed into the image of Christ. But if I'm being transformed into something, I need to know what it looks like. Watch this. Uh, many saints have an inaccurate and incomplete revelation, so they're not very sure who they're being transformed into. Because they're letting the world tell them what Christ is. And you will let worldly folk tell you this is how you should be. Because ain't you a Christian? But they don't have a revelation of Christ. It's amazing because when people know you're a Christian, they will even begin to prejudge and predis. Oh, they're a Christian. They probably ain't going with us to the bar. You're probably right. Oh, you can't cuss around him. He's a holy roller. Absolutely, but we only roll once a quarter on Dunamis. We're going to do that every Sunday. We've been in church all day. You're a letter. Say, I'm a letter. Uh, so watch this. But now you need to know who you're being transformed into and what that really looks like. So, 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 so let's go on that journey. You ready? Here we go. I got a little time. Go to Luke 4. Go to Luke 4. Let me show you your Jesus. Luke chapter 4. I want you to go to verse 13. Now, I'm going to connect some dots from here to Wednesday. So if you were not here Wednesday, you got to get Wednesday's tape or CD, 8-track. All right, Luke 4, <laughs> 13. Here it is. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now, I could stop right there and pause and let you know that, please understand, uh, the only time the enemy shows up is when it's the opportune time because he sees something you don't see. See, you know the problem with a lot of saints? This is for free, this commercial break. The problem with a lot of saints is they start stuff real good. 
but they'll not finish nothing. And the Bible says the race isn't given to them. But to the one that lasts. Jesus lasted through the temptation. And the book said, read the next verse, verse 14. Stop. He went out with power because he learned how to finish what he started. He didn't start to fast in five days, get into it and say, this is just too hard. God, I need a cheeseburger. My God. Mr. Bishop, God, I need to have some fries. He's getting off of his 40-day fast right here. And because he was able to last, touch somebody say last. He was able to go out in power. Which means that I've been saying this, which means that he didn't need to know the demon's name. The demons need to know his name. Which means I don't need to know all of my enemies just as long as them jokers know me. Because when I show up, that letter is read, it's being read, and those words are being spoken. Watch this. Verse 15. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified by all. Now, I'm giving you a revelation, a fresh one of Jesus. Because I'm going to bust some stuff up. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his, which means he didn't forget where he came from. So your Jesus doesn't forget where he came from. Look at somebody, don't forget. Now, if you came from South Aurora, don't you forget that. If you came for them two, three, four, five points, don't forget that. And as his custom was, custom means he did it all the time. He went to church. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read, which means this. There's a lot of people that say, well, I love Jesus, but I don't like church. Well, then you don't love Jesus because Jesus loves church. Well, I like Jesus. I just don't like organized religion. Well, he did. That's what your Bible says. Your Bible says he got up and he went to church. Now, here he is. He got Jesus Christ International Ministries. He travels around the world. But he made sure he got back to go to church. That's your Jesus. Tell somebody say, that's your Jesus. I just want to be like the Lord. Well, I'm telling you how to be like him. And he was, he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found uh, the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do, now watch this, to preach the gospel to the poor. I want you to see something. To heal the brokenhearted, liberty to the captive, sight to the blind, liberty to the oppressed. Well, wait a minute. Say the gospel. Because let me help you understand what the gospel is. Watch this. The gospel is the answer to a problem. Well, watch this. Look at the end. To set at liberty those that are what? Oppressed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.